are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all the things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you. Are you struggling with the process, the hype and the many online options out there? Each week we publish three podcasts on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to help you with all the pain points you may come across in your business journey, including many tips to keep you and your business healthy and thriving. So, before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, welcome to episode 20. Blair is going to talk about freelancers, who, how, and why, and I'm going to give you some tips on creating a balance in your diet. All right, so freelancers. So what are freelancers? Well, basically, they are uh, effectively contractors who you can employ to do certain tasks in your business. Now, these freelancers are generally, um, they cover all industries, they cover all skill sets, and you can choose how long uh, you want to employ them for. You know, it could be just one task or it could be an ongoing task. And they're basically all over the world. So why, I guess, why would you use them? Well, the flexibility of freelancers is excellent. So, you know, it's not like a normal employee when you've got a bricks and mortar business and you need to go and employ someone and, and you know, they're under an employment contract. And, you know, it's um, you've got to keep them, you know, for a, a probation period. And, you know, there's a whole lot of other legal side of, of employment that you just don't have to worry about with freelancers. Uh, normally you can get them for a cheaper rate than you would if you were employing someone um, because you don't have to pay for the benefits and everything else that goes with them and you've also got a lot wider offering so because it's internationally sourced you've got a whole heap of different people around the world with all these different skill sets which you can tap into so where do you find them well we use two places mainly Um, there's Upwork and there's Fiverr Now, Upwork is probably the biggest freelancer network or platform to use. So you can create an account there, go in and find freelancers that you want. Fiverr is a little bit different. It's it's generally used for smaller tasks, quicker tasks. So worth having a look at both of those platforms. Um, We generally use Upwork a lot more than Fiverr. How do you use Upwork, for example, well, you go in there, you create an account, and then what you want to do is you want to put in some search keywords. So basically, you would go and if you want a graphic designer to do a logo for you, you'd put in graphic designer, um, maybe logo, um, maybe Photoshop, you know, all those keywords to try and refine the results. Then what you can do is you can use their filtering system. Now, you might want you might want to use someone locally. So if you're based in the USA, you might want to have an American freelancer work on your on your work because they're on the same time zone as you, so it's going to be easier to communicate. So you can filter them by location. Uh, you can filter by language, hourly rate, skill set, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. But that allows you to really refine down a list of what could possibly be hundreds of freelancers down to, say, 10 or 15. The other way you can do it is actually physically post a job. So you can go into your account and go through a number of steps to post the skill set you want, a job description, the result that you want, and put that together effectively as a job advert. 
you want to be as descriptive as possible. You know, you want to put the hours that you want, the, you know, if it's an ongoing job or if it's just a once-off, ideally set the hourly rate that you're willing to pay. Certainly would encourage you to put any KPIs, the key performance indicators, so that way you know that the freelancer is aware of what you want at the end and how you're going to judge what their work has done. So then what you want to do is either by that search method or by posting a job, you then want to go and have a look at the findings, what comes up, what are the search results. Normally they'll have an application, so they'll write you a job letter effectively where they introduce themselves and say why they think they'd be good for the job. So you need to have a look at those. I would then also have a look at the reviews because most of the time they will have done other work for various businesses and those people would have posted reviews on their performance. So I, I always go deep into the reviews and look for certain things that might pose as a red flag or even on the opposite side as a, as a really good thing. So have a look at those and then try and whittle your list down. So I'd, I'd look to get it down to, to three uh, freelancers and then introduce yourself to them, feedback to them, even have a Zoom call with them and, and just get a feel of if you think they're going to be right for the work that, that you've got on offer. Uh, you can even get them to give you a contact of someone that uh, worked for before. So one of the people that have laid the reviews, you can then contact them, have a chat with them openly about the freelancer and just see if the review reflects actually what they did in real life. So contracts, how do you keep these freelancers in check and, and have some checks and balances with their work? Well, Upwork has a contract or terms and conditions which give you what you're meant to do and they give the freelancer what they're meant to do. So that covers you to a certain level, but you might also want to consider your own contract if you feel that the Upwork terms aren't going to cover all the things that you need them to cover. Um, the other way to do it is if you want to test them out is have, it, have them do a small part of the task. So you can break that down into the task down into various stages and just have them do the first stage. You know, and that before you commit to contracting them for the whole job, you know, and then you, what you could do is you could run some tests on the work that they did. You know, like if it's a bit of content that they've written for you, you could run it through Copyscape for plagiarism to make sure that the, the content is original. You can check if keywords are, are included in it. Um, so there's a few tests that you can do and that I would suggest you do to make sure you're going to get the person that you, that you want. So in conclusion, freelancers, they're a good way to scale and outsource your task without having to employ someone full-time locally. You do need to be careful in the selection of them. And a lot of the time, you will get what you pay for. So it doesn't necessarily pay to go for the cheapest hourly rate. You want to find a balance and you, you know you do have to still pay uh, a good amount to get a good result and sometimes with freelancers it doesn't go well and you know and we are going to talk about that in episode 21 when the freelancers let you down and what you can do about it so freelancers are great but always proceed with caution so we'll talk about that in the next episode but emily's going to jump in there and do her second slot on balance yeah, well, I'm going to um, be talking to you about how to create a balance in your diet. Now, everything is in moderation, okay? I'm not going to be telling you to cut things out because you'll only crave them more. Balanced diet is a diet that contains different kinds of foods in certain quantities and proportions. So we get the right amount of calories, proteins, minerals, and vitamins from the foods that we are eating. 
So why is it important to have a balance of these things? Well, eating a healthy diet is about feeling great, having more energy and improving your health and boosting your mood. Good nutrition, physical activity and healthy body weight are a central part of your overall health and well-being. So we need to make sure we've got all these different things within our diet. But as I said, not cutting things out. Okay, still leaving snacks in there, some cakes in there. I'm going to just tell you how you can incorporate all these things. To build a healthy meal, divide your dish into equal parts of protein, carbohydrates and fibrous veggies. Then we do need some fat in our diet. So healthy fats are a good way to add in. So maybe some avocado, some nuts, olive oil, things like that, because we do need to get those into your diet as well. And we, we know balance is absolutely key. As I said, you don't want to go too healthy and you're not eating enough. And then you don't want to go overboard and you're eating too much. Balance is key. But what does it really mean? I'm going to try to make it a little bit clearer if I can. If you can get your balance plate right and keep your protein control in check, then you'll be more confident in giving yourself a really great start and a really good, healthy lifestyle. So one of the most useful things you can remember is that you don't have to be spot on every day. You might have some good days, you might have some not so good days, but maybe trying to find a balance over the week and not, you know, getting too hard up on yourself if you do have a piece of cake here and there. You know, if you've got that balance throughout the week in general, then, then that's good. So a general guide for main meals, if you eat uh, meat and fish, you're looking at two portions of fish a week. One should be oily, such as salmon, trout or mackerel. Then splitting the rest of the week's main meals between different meats, maybe some chicken, a little bit of red meat. Or if you're a vegetarian, you can be perfectly healthy as well with plant-based meals and meat alternatives. Often there's some really good mushroom-based vegetarian dishes and foods that you can buy in the supermarket. A balanced plate then. It gets a little bit um, technical in terms of the exact amounts of things that you need on your plate, but you'd be looking at your fruit and vegetables being about a third of your plate, carbohydrates such as bread, rice, potatoes and pasta, another third, and then your protein, you know, your meat, your fish, eggs, beans, things like that. Now dairy fields and milk, you should be having around one sixth of your plate, okay, so a little bit of milk and then um, a small amount of a fatty sugar high food and we talked about you know maybe avocados olive oil things like that a small amount as a, a you know dressing on your salad just to bring a little bit of uh, healthy fat onto the plate as well in general women need about 2,000 calories a day well, on average while men on average need about 2,500 so that needs to be considered in the way that you obviously build your plate and the good news is that all food and drinks can be eaten and drunk in moderation as part of a healthy, balanced diet. So we don't have to completely give up anything that we really enjoy, okay, unless you're obviously advised to for a health reason. But seriously, nutritionists, they even eat cake. Okay, so it's all about a balance, everything in moderation, and having a little bit of what you like. Yeah, thanks, Emily. That's really interesting. I never really thought about dividing the plate up into the different uh, types of food. Right, so that's all we've got time for on this one. But uh, next episode, again, we're going to be talking about when freelancers let you down. And so we look forward to talking to you then. And that's a wrap for this episode of Elevating Business. Thanks so much for being part of our show and we love being able to share with you. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the episode notes on our website, emilyandblair.com. 
And remember that our website is a huge resource for free, step-by-step guides and articles for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. That's all for now, and we'll see you in a few days' time with our next instalment of Elevating Business. Now go do something today that will make tomorrow better.